is John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. Do give it a like, you will be amused. And Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. I'm Catherine Fry, and we're going to be taking you through the arc on Sunday. A look at the Marcel Boussac and any other thoughts that cross the panel's mind during the weekend's racing. We do have some questions to start, so I'm going to read them out and put them to uh, our two discerning guests here. So I had some really good questions in on Twitter. Uh, this came in from Invicta Capital. Uh, I'm going to put it to you both. John, I think I might come to you first because I think it's going to be quite amusing. The most overrated big name trainer and the most underrated trainer. Okay. Um, well, I'll I'll go the most overrated. I think okay. yeah, I don't think you can go far wrong by claiming that the screaming killed himself. He's probably the most overrated. Um, he's had, had a patronage for God knows how long now. Um, and here we are, we're coming into Ark Weekend and most of his stuff's heading for Exxon and places like that, you know. He's, uh, he's not even on the radar, is he? Okay. It's, very, it's very sad. Yeah, but also kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can imagine if you have a few chuckles over that one, John. Um, is there anyone that catches your eye in the fact that you think that they are really underrated and they should deserve to get more horses? Well, most of them, um, in their own heads, uh, probably <laughs> underrated, really. Um, I'm sure the likes of uh, Charlie Fellows, people like that, consider themselves very underrated. Um, I think this weekend will tell us whether that trainer in particular is underrated or not. More about that subject later. Okay. Uh, Lee, do you have any um, <laughs> anything to add to, to that particular question? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, John's correct uh, with his uh, kilt analogy. Uh <laughs> You know, it's just you know. But I would say uh, overrated, possibly uh, uh, Ralph Beckett, or is it Rafe Beckett? Rafe. What is his name, man? What is his name? <laughs> and it's, it's for that Rafe. reason only. If you demand to be called Rafe, you're overrated, and that's it. it. That, if for that reason only. Sixty in the bank, and it's like Ralph. You say it, Rafe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, only. That's only if it's old money, though, John. If it's new money, the Rafe bit. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like and, yeah. and, he, and he's always moaning, you know. So, so, I mean, when someone moans a lot, it's like, yeah, you're, you're overrated. Um, underrated, I would say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a shameless plug here to my trainer, Grant Chua, who okay. was 21% with two-year-olds last season. He does very well with a very limited uh what shall we say ammunition what I, what, what I tend to spend on horses yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> you know we, we aren't we aren't troubling anyone like you know in in, in this in the south you know with what, what what we buy but but at the same time I think Grant does a an excellent job and um, for what he's got and so I would I would say Grant Chua definitely that, yeah. that, rare, that rare thing amongst trainers as well he's pretty nice fella he is, and he's and very easy to deal with. He's straight. He'll tell he'll tell you straight. You know, if, if your horse is you know is is not much cough, he'll he'll, he'll tell you. You know, and that's it. So can't okay. can't fault it. Um, refreshingly honest, you would say. Yes, absolutely. Okay. For a trainer, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. 
you know, we all know that that you can get with some trainers, and they just want to take take you for a ride for the twelve month build, you know, and then say finally, say after twelve months, well, your horse is no good, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I found it quite interesting when he's a nice bloke, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that like rare thing among trainers. I mean. Yeah, some trainers are quite unapproachable. I think. You Lots know, like some. Trainers. You know, like aloof. Aloof is the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. Which you is know. weird because they're obviously in a, a, you know, to, in a in a customer service environment, really, aren't they? You know, I find For it sure. weird that they're that they're quite unapproachable. If you had to give them a job in a shop, they'd go bust, wouldn't they? You know, <laughs> can't manage. Can't imagine. You know, a fair few of them working down B and M for Christmas, though, John. You know. Well, if you go around the market and try to get a civil word out of three of them in your market. And you'd probably find it easier to get two and a half foot of coke spaghetti up a mountain man's back. <laughs> Actually, there, Catherine, you're wrong. I, I, no, shame is mine, but this is fact. Yes, I know, I know. I, I yeah. just thought of that. I know. I apologise to Seamus Mullins. He was yeah. during lockdown. He is it. He worked at Waitrose. Was it Waitrose or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely fair play to him. You know. It wouldn't yeah. be little though, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I guess out of all of them, it had to be Waitrose. But yeah. you know, still fair play to the man. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't catch catch many doing that. And actually, he's great on social media as well. I don't know how many people follow his Facebook page, but he he puts lots of uh, information out about his horses. And he's not paying me to say this or anything like that. So you know, and uh, but yeah, <laughs> he, um, he he's um, he seems to be able to communicate well um, with social media. Anyway, back to the questions. A uh, question here from Mark McKay on Twitter. Um, it's a really good question. Uh, what do they? What does the panel think of Ed Walker's campaigning of English King, including the jockey switch? Is the Tory weak in a finish over twelve furlongs plus, and could he be the biggest danger to enables up? Absolutely not. Um, he's no danger to enables that bit at all. Um, he's experienced. I think mentally, he's probably as good as he's ever been. Um, the mm. fact that he, he, he probably isn't match fit, but he's neat and streamlined, and he's, he's a very polished horseman. You know, he's not gonna be flapping about. You know, you're not talking mm. about Luke Morris going and riding this horse, are you? You know, it's uh, it's a man at the absolute top of his profession. No, he, he won't be any. Oh, okay. Any hardship to the horse at all, I don't think. Okay, and what do you think of the campaigning of English King? Um, well, I mean, for me, I, I just think they've got it completely wrong. Mm. I mean, you 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 win you win the Derby trial at Lingfield, then you go to Epsom, naturally. Um, the race possibly didn't pan out. It was a strange race, as everyone knows, at Epsom. Yep. Um, and then after that, you just then start to question what, you know, for the Gordon Stakes, the tactics, everything about what they've done since, I'm just not sure that would have been my choice. Um, I, I, I was certain that the horse wanted a flat galloping track yep. um, and, and, and just a, a nice pace to run out. And the ledger, I think, would have been ideal. Uh, but then he disappointed in France. I, I don't know why that was. It might just be it's not as good as we think he is, or but but certainly, for example, let's say you run the uh, 
King Edward at Ascot. And let's say Serpentine, an English king, went to the, the King Edward straight after the derby, which wouldn't happen, but let, just hypothetically. Yeah. Um, English king would have been a shorter price than the derby winner. That's oh. fact. That's absolutely no doubt whatsoever. So, so have they placed it well? No, but then it is. I suppose it's Captain Hindsight. Um, yeah. it, it wouldn't have been my choice the way they've done it, but and 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 the replacement of jockeys, I think, is disgraceful. To be honest. So, yeah. 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 Agree with that. Okay. Um, Nick Davis, uh, a great great supporter of ours. Thanks, Nick. Um, he uh, he very uh, graciously uh, wrote us a question in. French, my, I had to think back a very long time ago to uh, GCSE French. Zoot was that, sorry? Zoot alors. exactly. Um, he wants to know, obviously we're going to have to answer these hypothetically because no one's allowed to go. What is the recommended place of stay for the weekend? Montmartre or Left Bank? And do you have snails for breakfast? Definitely not snails for breakfast, no. I think the left bank of the Seine would be preferable to the right, uh, depending on the quality of cardboard box you can obtain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I can't answer that. Do you know, I've never been to the Ark, always wanted to go, um, never been. So um, hopefully I will get there one day. Anything to add to that, Lee? Yeah, um, talking about going to the Ark, I, I would recommend it for anyone to do it in their lifetime. Um, especially when you do your bollocks, because <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing finer than I, I went over to watch Generous. I think I was 18 or 19. Don't quote me on it because I, I can't. I'm, I'm terrible with memory. But but I went over it's to watch, 36 when that was running. Yeah, you know, I, I, probably. I, anyway, forget the age. I mean, <laughs> so 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 I, I, dr I drove there and basically slept in my car. Uh, I got a load of cash. Uh, transferred it into francs um, and uh, blasted it on the French tour, thinking, well, they'll all back suave dancer because it's cash, bravo cash, you know, you know. So I'm thinking I'll get a nice price generous on, on the PMU. Uh, not Didn't quite work out like that. It was about the same as what the books were going in the end. And I'd really, I'd shoved everything on. I thought generous was a, I loved him and I, yeah. So I had to drive home, literally, <laughs> having an am croissant because I'd got about 10, 10 quid in my pocket. It, seriously, that, that's a true story, yeah. Brilliant. Um, well, well, on the great side, you were, you were there at, right at the start of Paul Cole's 15-year winner drought. Yeah, Snurge, I believe. Snurge? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Snurge, Snurge won the, uh, the, the the yeah the the the, the, the oh God, what's the name? Not the Boosack, the other one. What's the the other one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that one. That, yeah, yeah. And 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 to be honest, that was a, that was a good sight, really. Like you said, Paul Cole. Like said, that was Paul Cole's uh, uh, swan song. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, sadly. So the arc is definitely recommended, even if you do your absolute nuts, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. I'd recommend it to anyone just to do it once and just experience it because it's quite a partisan atmosphere. It's quite well. It was in the old days because you got the English books going over, like yeah. laying a book, you know. Because obviously, 
everyone thought the French turt was no good, and normally they're right, but the thing was with the French turt is I anticipated everyone backing Suave Dancer on the French turt, cause, you know, <laughs> and got it wrong. There we go. There you go. A great story, Lee. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. We've had a question from a friend of yours, I believe, uh, Mr. Jason McIver. Jason, I would absolutely love to read these questions out. They, We have had a giggle at them, but I'm afraid if I do, then I would be facing a lawsuit and I really don't need another one of those on my hands emitting from a podcast. So um, <laughs> unfortunately, it can't... Um, you know, bring them out on air. But um, if if anybody uh, if anybody wants to know what what the questions were, you can drop us a DM. So we <laughs> onwards. Anyway, um, looking at the arc. So three oh five on Sunday. The first betting as they stand at the moment. Enable at five to four. Stradivarius thirteen to two. Sotsas eight to one. Inswoop ten to one. Mogul twelves and Serpentine twelves. And John, I'll start with you. Where where do you want to go? Well, there's a little ginger friend of mine. I was really keen on Stradivarius. Um, and and not at the price. I, th- I think he can run well given the correct sort of ride. He'll be holding up. Um, but uh, I, I have a theory about this arc. Um, okay. And the theory is, and I hope Aidan's listening, and I know he does drop in and out of this podcast. Tunes in, yeah. <laughs> and uh, if he is listening, he can pay me a small consultancy fee afterwards. Um, he's got Sovereign and um, the Derby winner in this. Mm-hmm. And what he needs to do, he needs to get the pair of them to the front. And then in a sovereign in second, dictating how fast the peloton goes. Because if he does it right, he could win this with Serpentine and it would absolutely ruin the season for everybody. <laughs> because, <laughs> because then you have a messed up derby and a messed up arc. And it really could happen if he gets it right with sovereign. Because what, 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 once they're in some sort of order after a furlong, nobody is going to go past Sovereign to chase the runaway pacemaker. They won't do it. And uh, if he's switched on enough to do it, he can win the arc with an absolute crab. And it's a shame. But there you go. That's my theory. Uh, yeah, um, Aidan, if you are listening, just you know, send the invoice to John there. Um, would be hilarious if you had actually called that right, John. So if Serpentine were to win this, um, he comes into the race as the Derby winner, would it still be peak 2020 if he won this? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's the only way he can win it. It has to be an absolute filthy machination from Colmar. And as I said, it's the only way he can do it. I mean, Aidan's got... Most of these races boxed off now where he's running five or six. Yeah. Um, he has two up the front. Yeah, maybe one or two sitting midfield, and then he always runs a sweeper as well, just in case the front end goes too quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to win the derby four years out of every five now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tragic. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Um, so if pushed for a selection, where would you go? Possibly last year's third, but... I, I don't really say me having a bet. Okay, all right. Um, Lee, your thoughts on the arc? 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, betting wise, I mean, obviously, obviously, it surrounds against uh, surrounds enable uh, bidding for a third arc, and I, I mean, seriously, I think if she turns up on the day and performs to her very, very best, then yeah. she's probably going to win. But I mean, we're talking I, while John's been talking. Uh, I've just got the French weather up again, and the, 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 yeah, there's some serious, serious uh, ill pleur <laughs> going to fall. Uh, yes. you, yeah. you know, in in the next uh, sort of you know 24, 36 hours, and and this could be a proper bog. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, uh, for me, one of the best trials I saw personally, and I, I don't get me wrong, I like socks ass. It was third last year. I like that. Yeah. But, but but I do have preference for in swoop. Okay. Won the German derby. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's by older flug, you know, uh, German, 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 you know, they oh, love all the, the, the three foot deep, the three foot deep big red. I mean, I mean yeah. the, the mum one on heavy, the, the you know, okay. th- this, this 11 to one each way. And I think some bookmakers are going crazy and might be going four pegs. You know, each way a pleasure. I mean, how can in swoop not run a race? It was the best arc trail. If you watch, it was sort of sat out the back. Um, you know, gave gave a lot of ground away behind Mogul. And and it and it finished really nicely. And you wonder how actually off they were, because there was nothing forceful about the ride. It wasn't like it wasn't about that race there. And they, they, they finished it off nicely, and I'm thinking and that was good ground. That was that was that was that was quick ground. That would yeah, that, that was, was not that was there, wasn't it? And we're talking, and we're talking. We've had we've had this horse has had four races, four races. That's all, you know. And it's managed to do that on its fourth ever start. And I think that's yeah, it's very interesting. You 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 know, I I, I wouldn't lay 10, 11 to one. You know, okay. no chance. Not 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 obviously if the, if the ground is is that tested. Yeah, no, thanks for that, Lee. That's that's great mm-hmm. insight. So, um, push for Slexon, you're going to go in swoop each way? That's for me, yes. Yep. Uh, quite okay. a strong each way as well, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Now, I understand that you guys want to look at the uh, Marcel Boussac. Um, who wants to go first? Because um, when we were having a little a discussion about this just before we, we started recording, I believe you both have uh, a really, a really, what you think is a really good bet for this race. <laughs> So, if we so go for it, Lee, I'll start with you. You make your case first. Okay, indeed, yes. Um, well, um, I, I was very taken by the the, the debut of uh, Thunder Beauty of uh, Mr. Condor. Uh, who's, uh, as we know, you know, he's 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 done very very well uh, with with his two year olds in recent times, mm-hmm. and and. The, the the Curra Maiden win on debut was a lot more it had far more su- superiority about it than than what anyone could have sort of sort of like said in the form book, if you know what I mean. You just knew that that this filly would have just literally whatever had come up to it, it had just gone again and again and again and again. And so then the the, the, the they stepped up to a group one second start, which obviously a lot lot do in Ireland. Um and it got a very disadvantageous ride, held up last. It was leading last sort of two, two and a half furlongs out, absolutely powered through late. And you could see it's as good as the winner. You could rate it as the group. You could rate that horse as the equal joint best horse in that race that day. And 
you know, the, the pedigree suggests that a mile will definitely suit. Night of Thunder's gone anything, absolutely anything. You know, it won't be a worry. The damn silly damn side is a bit of a worry, but I've, I, you know, if it was well beat, you'd then blame the ground. But then, you know, we can all have to sign. But for, for me, this at 10 to 1 is absolutely enormous. I think this is a real quality filly, really, really high quality. Um, and I think that as long as she handles conditions, which a lot of these water race on probably ground as deep yeah. as this come Sunday, um, then I think she's got an absolutely amazing chance. So, so like 10 to 1, 11 to 1 in places, I believe, is absolutely enormous for Thunder Beauty. And okay. she would be my best bet of the weekend. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that, Lee. Thunder Beauty in the Marcel Busak for Lee. John, go for it. Yes, um, same race. <laughs> Tasmania. Um, I am just about on the cusp of making this my bet of the weekend, I would say. Um, there are two trainers that turn for the worst in my family. Um, you've got this fella, Mr. Lafon Pariah. Or whatever he's called, and, uh, <laughs> and and Freddie the Frog, um, as Willie Carson used to call Freddie Head. Um, now, if Freddie the Frog trained this, I would be all over it for the guineas by now because he loves sending one over here, but the other fella doesn't. Um, but the other fella does tend to win these. Okay. He, um, back in 2012, he had a horse called Silasol that uh, came into this race off the back of a maiden win and uh, absolutely yonked up and then won the Santallery at three years, uh, first time out. I was really, really impressed with this one when it won its maiden last time. Um, physically, I thought the absolute stacks of scope Definitely for me, a great one filly in the making. Uh, similar to Silasol, where he's won the race with before. Silasol uh, was by Monster, and this, this one's out of a Monster mare. It really won't care how deep the ground gets. It's already won over a mile. It'll steer the trip, no problem. 16 to 1 is ridiculous. Okay. Where I'm looking, John, I think I'm just looking here with Hills. They are. 20 to 1. Yeah, well, I've, I've backed it at 14s with Hills earlier in the week, so I can understand them pushing it out after the shrewd money came in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hills are going to be wiped off the map shortly, aren't they? And I think, I think they've decided they're either going to take me out or I'm going to take them out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, uh, let the listeners to, uh, decide who to side with, but that's. Uh, Thunder Beauty for Lee and a Tasmania for John, both in the Marshall Boussac. Now we're just going to have a have a little look at this weekend's racing. Um, Lee, I know that you want there's a few horses that you wanted to talk about uh, Saturday's racing, so uh, go ahead. Yeah, um, just just sort of I, I'd, I'd sort of made notes for Saturday, and obviously it's very difficult with the rain. But I think if I could give advice to anyone. Uh, put, uh, you know, betting this weekend. Sometimes speed figures need to be put in the bin uh, on on ground such as this. Ascot will probably ride, ride very soft tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I'll start there. One fifty five Ascot. Uh, made in India. Absolutely adores um, 
soft, heavy ground uh, in the Rouse Stakes. Um, and Tis Marvellous will handle that and loves the course. And I felt the two uh, coupled, you know, I, I know it's not very attractive, but 15, uh, sorry, 11 to 2 and 5 to 1 would make around uh, about 9 to 4 the pair. But I thought that was very fair because, you've, you've, like I said, Made in India is an absolute slop beast. Uh, um, so basically that horse, and it had a lovely prep, I felt, at the Curra uh, in, in a very good race. So I think Made in India and Tis Marvellous will be my two in the row stakes in the 155 at Ascot. Okay, brilliant. Uh, anything else to add to the weekend? Um, yeah, um, I mean, uh, for me, uh, the, the, probably the, my best bet on the Saturday, and I, I may as well do my best bet on the Saturday, uh, would be in the uh, uh, three twenty-five at Red Car, the the the, the, the big two-year-old race there. Uh, I did feel that Uncle Jumbo was very big at ten to one, simply because the rail at Red Car, both rails, I think the middle of the track is not the place to be. I think either rail is. is is a, is a massive advantage. And Uncle Jumbo's ran some great races this season. Uh, didn't quite get the six and a half at Doncaster last time. Came there looking like he was going to be involved very, very close in the finish. Just got tired late on. Six furlong, soft ground, fantastic. Uh, if Kevin Stott, if he's listening, listen, Kevin Stott, you're <laughs> drawing stall one. You know what to do? Tight to that rail. Do not go down the middle. Do not come across. Do not stay centre. Go far rail, and we're all going to be have a few quid. Yes, I know that's what I mean. Just we, 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 you know, we got some great listeners, haven't we? Um, Absolutely. Okay, right. I have noted those down. Um, John, weekend, what's it looking like for you? Um, I have, well, I, I think, it's a, a really good bet in the big handicap at Ascot tomorrow. Um, the challenge is it, um, King Ottercar. Okay. I went fairly big on this last term at Doncaster. Um, it was going better than the winner, three furlongs out, and then didn't get any kind of run. Um, Travelled an absolute dream. Uh, they messed about with the trip this year. I, I think they started off thinking it was around the quarter hour. And here we are, we're running over seven tomorrow. But okay. it, it, it travels lovely. They're, the ground will be no problem whatsoever. Um, I think any sort of double digits price is really, really useful. This, this one, I like, like it very much. Um, I, I think it could be a pattern class mile next year, actually. It's a, it's a okay. Okay, well, um, you know, sitting here devastated that uh, neither of you have mentioned a uh, great meeting at Gorham Park tomorrow. <laughs> you know, Cheltenham Festival winners on display. What more do you want? Silence. Oh, go on, then. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> go, yeah, Do you know what? I actually don't have a best of the weekend because this, this, this ground, when the ground goes like this, it just haunts me. Um, a bit like, you know, even more nervous than having a better Haydock. Do you know what I mean? You just sort of, you just, you just, you just can't do it. But um, it, she's, I think she's favourite. But the Arca winner put the kettle on. I absolutely love the way she jumps. You know, she can get herself a bit fuzzy, but she stays prominent in her races. And then when she's when she's when she's headed, she'll she'll go again. And she just she she tends to jump everything else into submission. So 
really interesting um, to see her in the in the champion chase uh, at Goran Park tomorrow. But apart from that, you know, I'm a little bit gutted. I, I don't actually have um, a, a better the weekend, so I'm, I'm going to have to jump on uh, jump on one of yours. I think um, Lee's kind of talked me into um, an each way on in swoop in the arc. And um, I'm sort of going to, I'm sitting there biting my nails to see whether your prophecy comes true, John. So, you know, and then I'll pick myself up my ass for not backing Serpentine. <laughs> It'll be like, you know, John foresaw it all. But, um, yeah. If, so, you want, if you want one for the weekend to give you a bit of a laugh, Catherine. Yeah. Um, in the Prade Opera, um, there's a horse there that me and Lay both managed to get bait at Pontefract of all places. Called Ardaria, um, owned by Alison Swinburne, Wally's ex-wife, and trained by James Fanshaw. After we got it beat at Pontefract, it came out and won a great one, didn't it, Lee? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it showed me for the moment again at the weekend, and it wouldn't be the biggest shock if it rubbed a bit more salt in the wound. <laughs> uh, it was an absolute stinker of a race at Ponty as well, so... And they even managed to keep us out the frame. Okay. Unbelievable effort. You're not um, you're not tempted by uh, by on Sunday. Absolutely not. No. Um, Fourteen to one. The horse, as well as God, hates me. So. <laughs> God specifically, I'm, or any other society. Thinking about getting involved in that. No. Um, I'll, I'll still be counting it from the Marcel Belshack with any look. Yeah, that's absolutely. Anything else before we close that you want to say about the weekend's racing? Or um, it's been quite an eventful week in um, in the world of horse racing and, and in the world in general. These are indeed interesting times that we are living in. So, if you want to throw in any other comments before we close? Do feel free. I just think all these small fails when you can't talk to a trainer. I was not talking about again being in crisis and every time there's a bit of prize money on offer they can't even get the dead eight for each way betting yeah yeah it's yeah. astonishing you know um the, these trainers i mean they, they wouldn't know a financial crisis if it came up to them wearing a sign with i'm a financial <laughs> crisis written on um and yeah you know it's ridiculous it really is. The only thing they know to do is hold their hands out. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I mean, for, for me, I mean, the, the latest initiative uh, that the, uh, the the BHA have produced, you know, this this team racing for they spending one point eight million. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who this serves. I really don't. The, yeah. the, the problem is at the bottom end. The, the the bottom end are the people struggling. Like we're not right owners. If you put on Twitter, oh, I'm an owner and I'm struggling, you, you'll get a lot of people saying, oh, well, I'm I'm on benefits and I'm struggling. But the the, right. the point is that you're you you've got an obligation to that horse. You you can't just say, uh, well, just you know, put it aside. You've got an obligation to keep that horse in training. You you know, it, it's it, and so on and so on. So if you're not getting a return on your money or, or any kind of decent return, just like it, it's. For me, that's where the money should go. The money should go right at the bottom end. Keep it running. Keep keep the races churning for the bookmakers. Keep the yeah. keep the bottom end owners happy. You know, Coolmore don't need the the the. the, the you know, no. the, it's all about the breeding for them. So, as I said, that's that's where I stand. 
Well, yeah, because I mean, aside, you know, big days, great and everything, but we, we, you have to keep the industry going. You have to keep those betting shop fodder days going. And that is what keeps everybody in work. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. There never, ever seems to be something put in place for the, for the lower end of the scale. So um, I would hope that that might be looked at. But, because, uh, as we say, Catherine, it, it, co it costs the same to exactly. keep a, a Group 1 horse in train as it does a, a, you know, a selling plater. You know, yeah. I mean, aside the entry fees, of course, but, but, but it's, it's all relative. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. The, the bottom end doesn't get enough protection to keep, keep, keep the yes. wheels churning. When, 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 you know, everyone needs the classics, handicaps, the the Southerns, the Lingfields, because it keeps the industry going. Like you, you rightly said, it, yeah, it, it keeps people in jobs and and it keeps everything going. While while the, while the big horses have rests and, and wait for the wait for the targets. So as I said, that's that's what I'd try. So I, I think it's another massive own goal again by the BHA. Yeah. I just think, what on earth are you thinking? The bottom end needs helping out because owners want 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 to sell because the, the businesses are struggling and. Uh, that's you know that's where I stand. The, the, yeah. trouble, the trouble is, there's nobody at the BHA wants to grasp for the nettle because it's not a glamorous thing to help, is it? The the lower end. Exactly. No. It, it doesn't it doesn't deliver a nice lunch. It uh, <laughs> you, you know it, all, all it is is hard graft and a hard sell, and there's nobody at the BHA that has the has the will to. Are in fact the respect and the love of the sport to actually kick on and do something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the only thing that they respect and love is the salary and the pension. And they yeah. don't want to do anything to jeopardise that. Are you suggesting, John? And of course, um, you know, just got the old solicitors standing by on this. Are you are you suggesting that they might be in it just just for the uh, for the for the riding the gravy train? Well, I, I just think they go through the motions all the time. There's no innovative thinking, really. Is there? They just yeah. revisit the same old ideas year on year, you know, and dress them up differently. Yeah, no, yeah. No, yeah, no, I agree. I agree that um, it's. I don't. I I don't know why it's so hard to understand that due to. The, the smaller days and the everyday days um, is and is actually what keep the big days going as well, because everything is a shop window. You know, people say, "Oh, the Gold Cup, the Grand National, are the are our sports shop window days." Well, actually, really, everything is because you you want to be. I don't understand why you can't put the same effort into selling a day at Southern as you would. Surely you'd be putting in a you know a huge effort to try and sell a day like that, uh, you know, to to a day at the festival. I, I don't. It seems to be it's a bracket that most people of racing are in, but no one seems to want to push it. It emphasises the lack of understanding at the yeah. chair that if you asked any of them what our biggest shop window there was, they'd all say the Grand National. Yeah. And the Grand National wouldn't recruit you a handful of year-round punters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. it's about getting people in and getting them betting. You know, you can't finance this spot on getting people in for an afternoon and all having an ice cream. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. Have a bet. Absolutely. Top and bottom of it. 
Yeah, yeah, agreed, John. Nobody wants to embrace that ugly truth. Yeah. Very well said, John. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, John. Very, very well said. Right. Okay. So everybody enjoy the weekend. I know it uh, looks good, like it's going to be a long time before we are all back on course, but hope you're all well to all the listeners. Uh, have a great weekend watching the racing, and we will be back soon with another podcast. Thanks to John and thanks to Lee. Stay safe. We'll see you all soon.